It's the Hats Off Gloves Off podcast with Mitchell Phillips and Spencer Callender. Hey, welcome back to Hats Off Gloves Off. I'm the first guy in the titles, even though order is not particularly important. Spencer was the second guy. Yeah, whatever. He's riding shotgun, even though he's in the driver's seat, unless we're in England. Um, hats off, gloves off. Gloves off for those who deserve it. Hats off for those who deserve it. Gloves off. You get a ding. Hats off. Hats off to you, sir. Hats uh, are good. Gloves are bad. Yeah, and you could do bad stuff to get good and good stuff to get bad. You know, if you're trying to be a goody two-shoe, no one likes that. I mean, come on. I'm trying to be bad. I'm wearing uh, sunglasses indoors because it's a video. I've seen a lot of comics podcasts, oh, man. and they wear sunglasses. I was watching uh, I was watching Brendan Schaub cry yesterday on an episode <laughs> of The Fighter and the Kid, and Brian Callen was wearing shades. So. Uh, yeah, well, you know what they say. Sunglasses are for cool guys. If you had a leather jacket and were smoking indoors... I don't know who would be able to stop you. It's true. I wish I was wearing my sunglasses. I took them off, but that's that. I can't put them on now because I was. I did a very not cool guy thing by taking them off. Um. So, do you have anything you want to start with? Yeah, I got a good, great starter. Considering it's Sunday and it's Father's Day, I got a gloves off. <laughs> what do you got? This ain't a gloves off to the fathers. I mean, I can go there for sure. I think we both can. Absolutely. I have lots to choose from. This is a gloves off to the mothers, all the single ladies out there who try to claim Father's Day as their holiday because their deadbeat baby daddy isn't in the picture. Yeah, I'm sorry you didn't do what most women in all of history have done and sired with somebody who would take care of your children. Yeah, you made a mistake. You got knocked up in Vegas. You're white trash. I don't know what to tell you. But you don't... It's selfish. You already get Mother's Day. They already have a million of the stupid holidays, too, now where it's like, it's National Wine Day, it's National Pizza Day, it's National Hug a Short Girl Day. I was mad at Tree Day, but I was like, I'll let this one pass. Now it's like... There's actually Hug a Short Girl Day. Yeah, I'm sure there is. But how much pressure... Hey, 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 and who came up with that one? I bet it was a tall guy, right? (laughs) Jesus Christ. But, I mean, these single moms probably... (laughs) Somebody hug me. (laughs) Somebody, please. (laughs) Your dad won't ever hug me. He never listens to me. But, uh... (laughs) <laughs> and just cut to a guy trying to hug a short girl, and he just keeps whiffing like over her head. I know I've known a lot of single moms in my life, and a lot of them are uh, shitty parents. One, they have to do the job at two, so it's tough. But usually, they tried their best. Usually, they got they're in the situation because of poor decision making to begin with, and that's a lot of pressure on a kid to have to. Say, I mean, Mother's Day's in May, Father's Day's in June. Yeah, you got to. Put an effort and make a card or buy a present twice in two months? Yeah. Which I don't see any of, you know, an even more rare case is the guy who gets full custody. Because the the mother's a piece of shit, which... Um, I'm not going to name names, but I knew a few of those. And oh. th- those guys aren't trying to celebrate Mother's Day. They're out having a job. Yeah, I have a kid. I'm not worried about this holiday. I need to support him. In fact, I don't think any of those guys care about Father's Day either. I don't know any dad... That is like waiting for Father's Day. They're all just like, oh, yeah, hey. Like my dad doesn't even celebrate his birthday. Oh, well, that's, that's, yeah, I was going to get to that too, where like the people who do the birthday month and the birthday week, um, I don't take, like, if my birthday lands on a day I work, that's the roll of the dice. I'm not going to request my birthday yeah. off of work. I'm not going to tell a bunch of people. But the birthday, 
fucking birthday month and week, people, especially being a bartender for so long. <laughs> I had a lady, she was 67 years old, and she wanted me to sing. She brought a cake, and she wanted me to she sing. She should die. And I said, we don't sing here. We're not, you know, this ain't TGI Fridays. We're not a singing <laughs> restaurant. She said, but it's my birthday. I'm 67. And it was, well, I'm especially not going to sing. I used to do a joke about that where, like, we don't have to respect old people anymore. It's no longer commendable. Like you used to respect your elders because they were like, they had certain knowledge or they were like very well adapted to have survived so long, you know, but it's, you're not fucking Socrates. There's no lions in Glendale. Like you didn't survive anything. Yeah. It's not like my great grandma who like came to California on a steam train or you were, a horse if, and buggy. Like there were yeah. no cars when she came to California yeah, well, I think recently on a recent podcast we were talking about like our grandmas both dying at like their late nineties, and it's but they died in two thousand, so it's like they literally my grandma lived from nineteen o two or what was it? Yeah, nineteen o two to two thousand. So she literally saw that like the evolution of everything. But if you're sixty seven now, like you were born after World War Two, like you had I, internet a lot. A you didn't witness the depression. Life. Like you had a son in time to go to like Korea. Yeah, and they just don't have all the cool old school knowledge. It's like I wish I knew your your father. Then I would. Yeah, exactly. Then I'd get some info from them. But the bir- the birthday thing, I mean, I guess it, it's the same mentality of the single mom who wants Father's Day for themselves, but the same person who's going to celebrate their birthday week. Yeah, and it's gotten out of control because I was at Seven Eleven yesterday. They have they had a birthday cake flavored Kit Kat. They have birthday cake flavored Oreos. If it ain't your fucking birthday, or you're not at a birthday party. Yeah. You do not get to enjoy. Well, I think people aren't the flavor of birthday cake. That's what that's a huge problem in it's our society. I mean, anymore. I hate to get serious. Yeah, but it, when things aren't special, like you know what I mean? Like things were so gr- like the Buddhists say life is suffering. And then any break, any reprieve from that suffering is your joy. That is like life. That's why you live life. So you can have brief breaks in your suffering. But if you're never suffering, you never know. Like you never know when things are good. That's why like people are so fucking pilled out these days, or people are in therapy at 22. Like it's because you were given cake nine times a year. It's like no, cake is special because you only get it once a year. Yeah, your and cousin's you, birthday, maybe your yeah, birthday, or your or your you have an incentive to be a good person, so you get invited to other people's party. Tops, you get five cakes a year. More cake, yeah. But they, I mean, literally, like they have cake bubble gum, cake Oreos. Cake ice cream. And and it's not even like, I mean, Jesus. Get a banana nut muffin. Those are kind of sweet. <laughs> I'd, r- I'd rather have that. You don't have cake. to have a cake. I've never been a cake person. Maybe that's why I'm resentful. I've also never been a birthday person. Yeah, I don't like cake. I'm a pie man. Yeah. And even that, I'm not that, I'm not like, you know, <laughs> going fucking gaga over a pie. Now, ice cream cake I can get behind because it's mostly not cake. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like cheesecake. Cheesecake is great. I like a uh, pumpkin pie. I don't like fruit pies. Oh, I like you don't like apple pie. Apple pie is uh, you shouldn't cook apples. Oh, I disagree. Um, you shouldn't cook apples. You shouldn't cook cherries. Peach and like peach, I think you can get away with because it works well in like a pork chop. Applesauce on a pork chop yeah. is sometimes all right, dude. You, you, we, we got to go before Dodger game. Go down to Philippe's. They only do it a certain, like a quarter of the year. Michel Philippe's? They, but they do a baked apple, and then you get a thing of half and half and pour half and half in the bowl. Oh, a baked apple and half and half. Oh, it's great, man. Speaking it's of depression school. era. Well, Philippe's, it's the oldest restaurant in, <laughs> in Los Angeles. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that definitely sounds like... Uh, it's good, dude. 
like we got a batch of rotten apples during the depression and we <laughs> we just poured this fucking thick milk on it yeah it's like how barbecue was created where black people were like well we got all the worst meat there possibly was yeah and so they turned it something we good. had to invent a way to make it taste but like lobsters people like they used to just make poor people eat these goddamn ocean spiders and now they're fucking market price i'm like all right, what is market price? And the waiter's like, well, it's whatever. No, I know what market price means. Can you give me a rough, rough it's estimate? It's $28 a pound. Yeah. I've, now it is. Yeah, they used to just feed it to prisoners, or not even because the prisoners were like on the water and they were in dungeons, so the, the lobster would just <laughs> wash in and they didn't even get to cook it. Even when king crab got big, it was only big in Japan, and they canned it, and they were trying to make a push in America, and they're like, oh, this is going to be a cheaper lobster alternative. And I'm pretty sure king crab's more than lobster now. Who knows? Yeah, I watched Deadliest Catch. You're not paying for a ship like that with uh, canned tuna prices. You know what I'm saying? So, Um, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Just gloves off to uh, single moms trying to hog up Father's Day. Because even Uh, My mom has given me three dads, and she has never tried to claim Father's Day. So hats off to my mom. Yeah, and Father's Day, okay, you have a deadbeat dad, or you have a deadbeat ex-boyfriend or husband. Father's Day... If he's not a sociopath and he has some self-awareness, is going to suck for him. He still gets the day, but it's going to be a day for him to reflect on how he's a shitty person. Or it could be the case where he just started a second family and he's a great father to them, which oh, yeah. I always thought would be the worst. When It's like, <laughs> yeah, the first couple kids, whatever. But now I live in Florida... My new wife's brother-in-law got me a job. Yeah, you just do it like in like the Victorian era where like European aristocrats, when they just restart their family, they just send all their old kids to like live in a nunnery. <laughs> so you have like you have like seven kids and then your wife dies. So you're like, well, I got to ditch all these kids at a fucking convent so I can get remarried. Or what happened to my grandpa, not the grandpa I talk about. Um, this grandpa was quieter. And I think based on the story, you'll know why. But uh, when he was a little kid in <laughs> Georgia, his dad died. And the mom couldn't afford to keep all the kids, so she gave away, like, three out of five of them. Oh, Jesus. So imagine, so he got sent to the orphanage. His brother got sent to the orphanage. Uh, just imagine. Well, shut your legs, lady. Well, she was married. She didn't think the husband was going to die in a plane crash. Yeah, that's fair, but... Yeah, don't, don't bring her fucking fidelity <laughs> to this. <laughs> all right. But, uh... Yeah, imagine that feeling of knowing that I'm the one who got picked to go to the orphanage while my sister over here is just chilling, living the normal life. It reminds life. me of that that meme um, when they're like, imagine being like a like a 12 year old or like an even like a cute eight year old who was at the orphanage in Stuart Little, and this family like picked a rat over you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh Jesus Christ, I, that's not going to give me a complex. All right, you but be, you you better turn into some fucking uh, was it uh, Kurt Russell and Soldier, where you just. Join some like uh, like eight year old marine training camp and go into space. But Stuart Little did tricks, right? Couldn't he drive a car? I never got that because it was a remote controlled car. But then he controlled the car. It's like no one, no one made a tiny car. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there weren't pedals in there. Yeah, there's no. It's, there wasn't a, the wheels not functional. Yeah, there's no real exhaust. <laughs> Saint Little. <laughs> it's it's just you're looking it up on the big screen. It just says Saint Little. Um. Yeah, and he had like a bird friend. I granted it's it's a feature film made off of like one of those like kids books with thick pages. It was a Beverly Cleary book, wasn't oh, it? Oh, was it? Stuart Little, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, one of those. Or E. B. White, one of those. Mouse Some and, uh Oh, Beverly Cleary did Mouse and the Motorcycle. Those were good books. That was a whole different Is she the one though. who did the, the, the mouse with the big cookie? No, that's if you give a mouse cookie. Yeah, E. B. White 
Yeah, that's what I said second. E.B. White did Trumpet of the Swan. I don't like her name's White. Cancel her. Trumpet of the Swan, Charlotte's Web, Stuart Little. Who wrote Fievel Goes West about that Jewish rat who had to escape like persecution in Russia? <laughs> Those dumb fucking rats. <laughs> Thought America had streets paved out of cheese. Then they just get viciously attacked. Or was it The American Tale? That's it. <laughs> it's like, it's just the most thinly veiled like analogy where you're like, it's just literally the exact same story of like the Jewish pogroms from the Soviet Union, but they're like, but he's a mouse. Well, kids need to digest it somehow. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, not me. I was reading War and Peace when I was seven. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right, what do you got on um, this lovely Father's Day afternoon? All right, well, let's... None of us are with their fathers because we're naughty boys. I saw my dad on Thursday, one of them. Okay. Um, my other dad lives on literally the other side of the planet. And my other dad, uh, I'll see him soon. Um, my stepdad, Eddie, what up? Uh, much love. Happy Father's Day. Um, I should, I don't have like a specific order. Let's just go with the first one I got. So <laughs> we were talking about Juneteenth before the pod. It's basically, so after the uh, Civil War was won, uh, they didn't have email back then. You know, people weren't following like uh, Freed Slaves account on Twitter. So it took news like a while to travel. So like two years after the Civil War ended, there's still slaves because like I don't think that's the case, but people were lying. Basically like, oh, I didn't know you. I don't know. I didn't hear the news. You know what I mean? It's, they're like, oh, I might as well. Yeah, like it reached Texas two years later. We're yeah. like, oh, whoops. Okay, the, what what came, happened? Someone came and told us on a horse, but he was. we thought he was a liar. He was drunk. Uh, he had a wee, like a wily mustache. You can't really trust he people. He came on, on my parts. property, so we shot him. Yeah. So, um, so basically, two years after the Civil War ended was Juneteenth. Is when the last slaves slaves were freed, and um, it is like the second in- Independence Day. It's kind of like no, no. We're we're now like you know, in hindsight, not so much because of you know Jim Crow laws, which were laws by the way, um, but. The idea was that now now everybody's liberated. Now we can be a full country. We can progress. Now that we actually stand, you know, behind the ideals that we say, you know, all men are created equal, yada, yada. Um, and Snapchat sent out to celebrate Juneteenth with a new filter. <laughs> so okay. you, you know how they have like the... You, you yeah, can, the kitty cat. Yeah, the, the puppy. puppy or yeah, like gross tongue thing. Give yourself like a laurel. Yeah, a lot like of nice flowers. sparkles flying around girls' Girls heads. give themselves, like, big eyes. Yeah, I don't like any of that. Yeah, show me you. I want to see the real you. Yeah, inside and out. Are you beautiful on the inside as well? Are you pink on the inside? They, um, so, they, <laughs> she's, I'll just pull up the video. So, the filter they put out was of a Pan-African flag with chains over it. Oh, they removed it. So basically, for the way that, <laughs> so they you, they want you to smile, and that breaks the chains of because slavery. They, uh, the camera is fixed on you, so it needs you to like this smile. Is brought to you by Emory University. What? No, what happened? Stop it. Um, so anyway, they uh, they need you to smile. They need some type of like functioning to happen. You know what I mean? So like for the puppy dog one, like it gives you the ears, but for the tongue to pop out, you have to open your mouth. Mm-hmm. So they're like, all right, it's just on your face, and it's showing the. The chains behind you in front of an, a Pan African flag. <laughs> For the chains to break, you need to smile. <laughs> it's like, hey, Snapchat, a little tone deaf, just by my. Uh... Well, and the person who thought of it was 
clearly very proud of themselves. No, 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 because um, it says a here, a, div- a diverse group of SNAP team members were involved in developing the concept. That's the first thing they say. And then they apologize, saying, well, it's um, it's actually not our fault, because we actually outsourced this stuff to a company in the Ukraine. So it's like, oh, so you have no idea how diverse this group of... <laughs> it's the Ukraine. Yeah, it's like... Uh, the- I don't, they don't have much diversity in the Ukraine. Yeah, it's, this this filter was developed by a diverse group of people in uh, in a former Soviet state where like ninety five percent of people are like Slavic white. Yeah, way to blame the Ukraine too. Why don't you take some responsibility? Aren't your offices in fucking Venice? Yeah, that's like um like Disney. Like, sorry, we outsourced the animation and they put it. They put sex in the sky. That's not our fault. It's like no, that is your fault. Where there's no quality control. I don't know. That's the first one. Well, that's bad. That's about it. Yeah. I'm glad they were. Don't tell people this. (laughs) It's just so tone deaf. I love that, like, people that are think, like, you know what I mean? Where they, these people that are trying to be on the right side of history don't even know what to do anymore. Well, it was like the uh, rules, they keep pushing the goalposts so far that everybody's like, I thought that was nice. I'm sorry. It reminds me, um, Dog the Bounty Hunter got in trouble for saying something racist against black people a while ago. Yeah. He ended up getting a show canceled, and when he went on the air to apologize, he was trying so hard to apologize, but what he said was, as my punishment, I think that when I die, I should be buried in a black cemetery. And it's like, no, that shouldn't be a punishment for you. Yeah. That shouldn't be punishment. That should oh just be. Oh, my God. So uh, a dog was trying. Dog might be a little tone deaf. Now he lost, uh, his, he lost his wife, so that's sad. And the, uh, the funny thing about those dog tapes is he was like trying to protect her. He was like, listen. People in the office say the N-word all the time. You can't just bring your wife in there. People drop an N-word. Like, I worked 30 years for this business. And then you're, you're going to bring your wife in there and get this all messed up. Just because they like to drop the N-bomb. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to hurt her feelings. It's like, Jesus Christ, dog. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. Um, All right, what do you got? I got a... Well, this is a... I'm going to... Oh, I didn't even... That was a hats off, by the way. I got a... This is a very brief hats off. I need okay. the John Wick drop. <laughs> oh, first time, I think. So I should have used it later just because I'm going to spoil it. But I was, uh, you know how now when you go on Netflix or Amazon or whatever, it, it goes right to a, a black history page like, mm-hmm. and you have to click out of it. They're like, no, we want you to watch. We want you to watch Selma, you know, 13. We here at Hulu are uh, celebrating Juneteenth. Watch Atlanta on FX. <laughs> Fruitvale Station. Just <laughs> yeah, all these, Jesus all these uh, black movies uh, starring black people about black people. So uh, once again, don't let them exist on their own merit. So I was on that screen and I was going through. It was like Selma, Fruitvale Station, some uh, you know Pursuit of Happiness. It was about eight black movies, and then it was just John Wick one, two, and three. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so amped that he slipped in there. I don't know. Because everybody loves John Wick. I mean, Common was barely in it. Halle Berry was only in the third one. But it was in the Black History section. And there were eight Black History movies. Then I saw my boy Keanu in the mix. So that made me very happy that he got in there. Yeah, that's great. I love... <laughs> I'd love to know the reasoning or if that's just the algorithm broke. Just an accident. Um or some guys like oh, fuck. Well, it's just like so compartmentalized. They're like, all right, they gave us fifteen slots, and then they're like, shit. Like they're trying to virtue signal to their audience, going like, see, we have a whole Black History section, and then they realize that they don't even have that many <laughs> movies. Where it's like you weren't even supporting them this whole time. Yeah, or and they're like because ah. they're like 
85 streaming services. It's like you can't have all the classics. You know, yeah, Hulu can't have all of them. But it was just, it was nice to see John Wick in there, and I think John Wick could unite the country or Keanu. I mean, he's got a good vibe. He dates age appropriate, which most celebrities don't. It's weird in this town. Uh, I'll tell you that much. You know, his wife dr- died, drove off a bridge, all kinds of wild shit. And, and Keanu's just good vibes. I've never heard anything bad about him. So maybe he can bring us together. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I, I, I certainly think he's got as good a chance as anybody. Better. He's certainly not bringing together the, you know, Chechenian assassins and himself. No, they're trying to take him down. But, uh, yeah, John and John Wick uh, four has been postponed. That'd be a gloves off. But uh, um, everything good you've yeah, John Wick stuntman confirms everything good you've heard about Keanu is one hundred and ten percent true. Anyway, well, I saw a video of him. His plane had to land in Bakersfield, so they took a van back to L.A. and he bought everyone food, and then just yeah, they stopped at like a Carl's Jr. And then just play. He just played local Bakersfield music and read them facts about Bakersfield. What a great road trip, bitch! Buddy. Which, by the way, if you're gonna play, like if you're gonna get stuck in a town and be like, all right, well, let's look up the facts. You're like, oh, they produce a bunch of oil here. There's a community college and a Cal State. That's kind of interesting. They're like, all right, let's see what music comes from here. Corn and Merle Haggard. And Buck Owens. And Buck Owens. <laughs> Buck Owens. Buck Owens has his own boulevard. Yes, he does. He's got restaurants. That's where my favorite, one of my favorite truck stop 24-hour diners, Zingo's, is off of Buck Owens Boulevard. Hats off. Hit up Zingo's. And the um, corn has their own street, too, and the R is backwards on the street signs. Do they really? Yeah. Nice. It's uh, it's in the corn font. So if, if you're ever uh, driving through the old grapevine down into the, uh, the gateway to the San Joaquin, make sure you stop by Corn Avenue. I would like to check it out. I haven't explored Bakersfield much. Bakersfield's a fun one because um, it is like it's it's Steinbeck country. Not so much. You're looking more like the Salinas Valley and all that. But you're in the sad parts of uh, Steinbeck country. <laughs> Corn Row. That's right. It's Corn Row. <laughs> oh fuck. You know, was I was in Vegas last week. This is I, maybe it's only interesting to me, but I was driving down a street. Uh, I used to do this thing when I was a little kid where I would like jump around like a horse and i would go i'm a pony i'm a pony i just thought it was something funny when i was like six years old okay so anyway i'm behind a car it's a mustang the license plate says i'm a pony so i get real excited because i've thought about this in years then i look up and i'm on spencer street and then i drive about a half a mile and i hit russell bull of russell road which is my father's name okay so it was just a weird bizarre experience yeah that's a five minutes where was that at vegas Oh, Las Vegas. Spencer Street, Russell Road. Hmm. And I'm a pony. Russell, it seems like... Russell, that's a weird name for a... For a road? But then I guess not. There's like Russell Athletics. Yeah. You'd never just... I don't know. You just think of it as a name. You're like, I guess like Jacob. Yeah, there's a Craig Street. I saw (laughs) Craig Street. So I guess they got a lot of... Craig Street. (laughs) Yo, what's up? My name's Skylar Avenue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fucking assholes all right what do you got okay so let's see um uh let's do another hats off hats off to you sir so this is the police officers in tennessee are doing another trying to get over on people you know what i mean where we report on these every now and then where like cops say like oh um the meth was tainted with coronavirus bring it by the police station so we can test it for you yeah <laughs> this is that 
So um, we'll look at the bruises on your child and uh, fix them for you. Yeah, yeah. If, if any of your kids fell down the stairs, wink, wink, recently. Uh, so they were raiding a house suspected of drug activity, right? And in the act of raiding this house, they stopped a man from dumping a bunch of uh, methamphetamine into the toilet to flush it. So they, um, after the raid was done, they went in and, uh, and, and held a press conference, and they were basically saying, "Hey, do not, um, do not flush your meth, because this could potentially lead to the water supply and result in methed out alligators." Ooh. So this basically, they're just preying on people's fear of these giant remnants of dinosaurs going. <laughs> Like, hey, I mean, alligators are scary. You don't want these things getting any more aggressive. And those already exist in Florida. Guarantee. Didn't I do one about the guy who was giving a squirrel meth? Let me get to it. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. So uh, Loretto, Tennessee, um, we're basically threatening like, hey. And also, I, I, I think meth is a very paranoid drug. It feeds into paranoia. Oh, I know it is. (laughs) One of our our friends told us a story of... Uh, he was in Las Vegas, uh, methed out, and he was walking down the street, and he like started freaking out. And he like the cops pulled him over, and he like got on his knees, and they were like searching his pockets, and he was just face down on the sidewalk for like twenty minutes, and they like left him alone. He thought they were like in their cruiser or whatever, and he got up, and there was nobody there, and he realized he had hallucinated the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, and meth makes you paranoid, and it's not just from watching Breaking Bad. I've uh, experienced some real world situations. So the. Uh, they're basically just preying on like an already paranoid group of people. They're like, hey, if you have meth out there, do not flush it. Otherwise, these alligators might come get you. And that would work in the meth community. I'd be freaking out. Yeah, which also, if I was like a police chief holding a press conference, like it's the equivalent of him going, like getting on news. And he's like, hey, and by the way, um, we are receiving ports of like a tainted batch of meth in the local populace. So um, if you're on meth right now, you're probably covered in spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Get them off, get them off, get them off, get them off. <laughs> so they're just like, all right, don't flush your meth or you're going to, uh, you're going to fucking, you're going to get these fucking alligators all too amped up. I mean, they're already dangerous. And then they're going to be fucking trying to make, uh, you know, grenades out of Gatorade bottles or whatever meth heads do. Uh, and they basically, this got its way to like local academia and they're like, this, there's, just, there's no way this is possible. Like, he's like, like basically like in a, uh, like a college professor way of going like, are you guys fucking stupid? <laughs> like just he's, furthermore, uh, we didn't say how much meth you needed to flush. Furthermore, wait, like, uh, do, 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 uh, furthermore, if it made it far enough, we could create meth gators in Shoal Creek and the Tennessee river down North, down in North Alabama. Police wrote, they've had enough methed up animals in the past few weeks without our help. <laughs> which is like well, that part's true right yeah focus on your own issues like i don't think the alligators getting methed up from dumping a commercial like you know how much meth you'd have to dump in a river to get an alligator well that's what i mean that's why the cops can be like well we didn't we're just saying don't what i know you'd have to do a thousand pounds of meth <laughs> yeah don't dump that much but i mean uh, okay we know a tiger king guy he was smoking meth you don't mm-hmm. think he blew a hit in one of the big cat's faces at some point? I bet you he blew Oh, f- I never even thought of that. Everyone I know, like every hardcore stoner I know who has a pet blows weed in their pet's face. Oh, you got to blow it in their ears, man. Especially when they're younger. But, See, uh, I told you this guy wasn't cool. I went to a friend's house like a few months ago and I showed up and the 
And the dog was acting real weird. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I gave him some edible. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You're in your 30s, man. Don't be given. Yeah, I'm going to call Dog Protective Services. It wasn't even his dog. He was house-sitting for a friend. Oh, what a cunt. Yeah, but I had a... I that act- dog's already nervous. You're not his owner. Dude, when I was in my, like... Uh, when I was a teenager, I had to take... Like, it, it was more like a group of Keenan's friends that I was friends with through him, but they would put their cat in an ice chest and just blow weed in it so much that the cat ended up being fucking retarded. <laughs> and I took that cat for like five years and it was one of the, it was the sweetest cat on earth, but just had smoked been smoked retarded. It's like, why just you get high, yeah. you get high, you work on getting your friends high, convince your friends who don't want to get high to get high. Not an animal who can't even tell you no. You're just blowing it into the air for him to breathe in. So uh, Kent Vil- Vliet is an alligator biologist and the coordinator of laboratories in the Department of Biology at the University of Florida. He said he never once heard of any case of an alligator on meth. <laughs> I've worked with alligators for 40 years. I generally can answer any question. I've seen it all. <laughs> He's like, I've been working for 40 years. I can answer pretty much anything, any question you have on alligators. Like, we'll do a Q&A after this. Uh, this one's throwing me through a loop, he says. The police responded by saying, Vliet is a professor, not a veterinarian. <laughs> so nice. the police are just throwing shade back at just him. Just a nerd academic. Uh, what do you got? Oh, they're saying it was a joke? Oh, yeah, now that they're getting caught because it blew up. Like, obviously, you're a small-town bullshit police station. Yeah, because cops... Uh, police department's Twitter page is usually fucking rife with jokes. Hey, I, mean, I don't know about you, but cops love jokes. Yeah, I mean, they're always quoting like funny Chris Rock lines on, on their Twitter and stuff. Let us be perfectly clear. The meth gator was a humorous illustration used to highlight the dangers of flushing drugs and other substances. What is this? The fucking the Tennessee PD lampoon? Get the fuck. You weren't joking, you stupid idiot. He said, alas. <laughs> alas. <laughs> Did he? Oh, yeah. Alas, the meth gator is not real. Let's say that again. The meth gator is not real. At this time. Oh, what a cunt. So this led basically a bunch of people being like, hey, like, could this be real? And then, you know, the professor going, I think it's ridiculous. If you flush meth, it's going to be so diluted. It's not going to do anything. But this led people to a Facebook post um, on the theme of methed up animals in Alabama. And uh, could have been in reference to a caged attack squirrel. I did. I covered that. Who was one. believed to to have been given methamphetamine to keep it aggressive? I did that like a month and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. So it's coming back up. Uh, the alleged methed up attack squirrel was discovered during the execution of a search warrant on a suspicious believed to possess controlled substances. I'm assuming meth. However, <laughs> officials in the area said there's no safe way to taste squirrel to test squirrels for meth. <laughs> I'm assuming it's easier to get a squirrel high on meth than it is an alligator. For sure. And then squirrels are kind of methy anyway. You know, they're always running around and looking around. They're, yeah, a little they're twitchy. They're jittery. So, well, I was, this was a hats off for them trying to pull a fast one, but a retraction gets us all gloves off from daddy. That's, uh, I'm talking to you. What is this? Loretto Police Department. Go fuck yourself. Fuck 12, specifically in this city. Yeah, fuck Loretto. Uh, what do you got? Gloves off. Well, this is going to briefly cover the Chris D'Elia thing. I don't know how many people even know about this outside of the comedy community. There's a you couple know? bigger things going on right it's now. It's all over uh, my our social media because we're in the comedy scene. People talk about it, but I'm 
I'm doing gloves off to bandwagon accusers. Ooh. This Chris D'Elia dude, if you don't know about him, got accused. He's uh, hitting up 16-year-olds. What are you doing here today? <laughs> Is this some kind of setup or something? What do you I'm mean? just on my way to the beach. <laughs> That's what he's thinking. The evidence is starting to point that he uh, uh, is hitting up underage girls. Bruh. People aren't into it. But now there are all these people, like girls who are of age, who are saying, like, Chris D'Elia tried to fuck me, stuff like that. I asked if I could fuck him on Twitter, and, and he said, come to my hotel room, and I felt assaulted. But I didn't mean I it. was 27. But this is a... Um, there's a person who opened for Christelia, a friend of all of ours. Dude, I that... love that young pussy. Look <laughs> <laughs> at Ed Kemper. Dude, I love that young pussy. Oh, oh, fuck. But uh, she, this girl told it's not me labeled. she was Sorry. sexually assaulted by Christelia's <laughs> opener. And I was like, oh, fuck, that sucks. Then she told me the name of the person. I'm like, oh, shit, that's a friend of mine. Yeah. What the fuck? I need to know this story so I can uh, distance myself from this human being. And then she tells me the story. She tells me multiple stories. She tells me first the story about uh, another sexual abuse that happened to her. When she was 15, she met this older guy on the internet and flew to Vegas. He gave her $800 and then just went and played in the casino and (laughs) left her alone. So she spent the $800 and wanted more money. So she hit up someone on Craigslist or MySpace or whatever, met this other guy, met him at McDonald's, and her and her friends had sex with him. And she, even in the story, was saying she was also wearing an American flag uh, bikini top at a comedy show. Pretty patriotic. And so I was like, well, this story really isn't sexual abuse. Like, and she was saying stuff. She's like, I was 15. I told the guy I'd never blown anyone before. I had already blown like five guys. I'm like, that's a weird story to tell, period. <laughs> yeah. On stage. I don't know why you're saying that. And then she tells the story about the Christy Elliott's opener, who was our friend. And the story is literally like I'm not uh, there's no like uh, blurry lines at all or anything where she said she went out to a club with him. They had a good time. She went home with him to have sex with him. He couldn't get it up, I'm assuming, because he was drunk. Then they just went to bed. She was frustrated because they didn't have sex. And then when she woke up, there was an Uber already on its way. And he said, uh, I called you an Uber. You got to get out of here. And that's what she called sexual assault. And there were women there who were like, no, 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 no. That if anything, that's like a weird assault. traumatic experience for him. Either way, it sucks. Where he's like, he's like, I got to collect my thoughts. This has never happened to me before. I got to like, yeah. I called you an Uber. This is my place. I just need to like I took rethink a- my lifestyle maybe. I took a girl home one time from a bar and I was really excited about it. She was cute. I was into it. And I don't know. She must have like played softball that day or something. But it was the it was the stinkiest coochie I ever (laughs) smelt in my entire life ever to the point where like just I've had that too, where you're like hiking and your ball smells so bad. All you do is like unzip your zipper and you can smell it. We're all guilty of it. And uh, so the sex was horrible. The, The one thing where. I mean, it would be traumatic for her is I told the, she said, I'm only going to go home with you if you give me a ride to my car because I have to work in the morning. So give me a ride to my car in the morning. I'm like, sure, I'll drive you to your car. No problem. That's a, a fair trade. I didn't have a car or a driver's license at the time. <laughs> I didn't tell her that. Oh, fuck. Um, so I so I wake up in the morning. We didn't even have sex because the coochies like we mutually hated each other so much. Like during this experience, like we just had no chemistry. Neither of us were into it. 
uh, <laughs> just bad news all around. So I wake up in the morning. I go, surprise, I don't have a car. <laughs> She's super pissed, I said. But I do have a moped. And so I get up. I'm a hungover. I do that move where I'm like, I got to work at one, but I'm coming right back. So I'm just throwing on my shoes, no socks. I'm putting on pants, no underwear. I'm getting this girl to her car. And then I'm going to sleep it off for a little bit. So I walk outside, close my door. I realize I locked myself out of my apartment. <sighs> None of my roommates were home. So I can't even moped her to her car. So I have to walk her to her car and then walk to work as a butcher and just do it barefoot. <laughs> You're <laughs> not barefoot, but no socks, I mean. No socks, no undies? But that was kind of, you know, no socks, no undies, hungover shit. Ugh. Leaving the house, not, you know, planning on coming back. Like no brush, I didn't brush my teeth, didn't do, didn't eat. But uh, how far was her car? Probably like, one mile and then oh, my work was about three or four miles Ugh. so it was a shitty day but that was kind of as a hard hangover that was karma on me for lying to the girl and saying i have a car yeah god's got her back yeah we appreciate that but anyway so people just have shitty se- sexual experiences that's what being young is about yeah and also you don't know how to like be good to somebody when you're like oh i think i was shitty to that person you know what i mean or you're like oh i'm never gonna do that again or like something happens to you and you know not to look for that in another person yeah, that's, you, that's that's literally like the reason you date. Yeah, you know what you learn what you like, you know you learn what you don't like. You uh don't get it up for the first time and you're humiliated. And you <laughs> Long story short, that girl's now a single mother. <laughs> yeah, maybe happy father's day. <laughs> happy father's day, lady. <laughs> but just it's um it's fucking wild that she said I was sexually assaulted. No, yeah, I've, by I mean, this person. I had a friend of mine that was he had to like go to court and everything. He was it was all eventually like dismissed, but it turns out like she just cheated on her boyfriend and when her boyfriend found out she was like, "Oh, he raped me." And and now this guy's like 3 months later, he's like, "What the fuck? Like I we just I just hooked up with somebody I met at a bar." And now it's like it turned my life upside down for a year and a half. Well, this one's wild because the girl who told me the story didn't even lie and say he raped me. She told me the exact. She, she was being hyperbolic story. too. So even in like enhancing details of the story, it still wasn't any yeah, type of assault. And there, yeah, there were women in the room who, were, and I, it was just wild because it was also a bunch of comics. So there were a bunch of comics being like, being edgy and being like, "Well, I like Chris D'Elia more now." Yeah, oh yeah. I never liked him before, but now I like him more, or whatever. And I'm just thinking of I saw a great uh, Alonzo Bowden posted something on Twitter about like. Not about sexual abuse, but like about cancel culture. Mm-hmm. And he just said, have any of you watched a Richard Pryor special? He's the most beloved comic of all time. And no one nowadays says anything even close to as raunchy as, or un-PC as Richard Pryor. Yeah. And he's still beloved. Like, uh, like I don't know what Chris... What it seems like Chris Deli did was like hit up girls... Who were underage and then kind of wait for them to be eighteen? He did like, like like douchey like college guy stuff. Yeah, and he was he's I mean yeah he's not funny. But then I'm thinking like fucking Chuck Berry got caught bringing a fourteen year old prostitute from Mexico to Georgia and then opened a fast food restaurant for the sole purpose of filming <laughs> women so they could shit. He had a camera above and he had a camera in front, so he wasn't even trying to like. He wanted to watch their poop. And they when he when they when he died, they found like just he hadn't even like transferred it to digital. <laughs> he's just like an 80-year-old blues singer. So he's or like rock and roll guy. So they just found like stacks and stacks of VHSs of women shitting from the 70s. Yeah, or th- there's one of uh, a video of him in Reno. No, no, and and uh 
fucking uh, let's just say Reno. Yeah, right out. It wasn't Reno. Sure. And uh, New Year's Eve, and he and a lovely lady were both shitting in the video. <laughs> but he got he got raided because they he was like uh, dealing coke. I guess they only found weed, and then they found a bunch of like underage poop videos that he filmed. They still just charged him for the weed. Yeah, that was it. Um, yeah, you. Can but Johnny a- Be Good is great. Oh yeah, absolutely. Roll over Beethoven. Not I'm not going to so make good. you do your R. Kelly bit, but you just have to accomplish something in your life to uh, at least to then. have people like it. Because it's not even people defending you; it's for the people to just not care. You know what I mean? Because that's the thing. It's like Chris D'Elia was doing comedy for like, and he's been doing it for a while. So he garners to like 14 to 16 year olds, and now those people have been fans of him for a while. So his oldest fans, like for the most part, are like 24. And now those people are caught up in obviously the way culture has shifted. So now they're just they're more likely to jump on jump against you than to come and defend you because they care more about the culture that's going on in quote unquote justice than actually like you know uh, being somebody that you know backing up somebody that they're a fan of or or being like I said in, just indifferent to these accusations. Yeah, and just uh, just date someone. Who is 18 or older? I think that's why a lot of guys want to be famous. I mean, Leo's what, like almost 50? Yeah. And his girlfriend's like 21. <laughs> There's like a hilarious video, uh, or not video, story I heard of him. Uh, he got this girl to hook up, uh, or like his uh, his assistant or something did, and then he just came in with like noise-canceling headphones. He just had her bend over a table. He just came in with noise-canceling headphones and just fucked her and then just left. So he never even like talked to her. He was just listening to something. He's listening to fresh air on NPR. <laughs> yeah. And then he just comes in and plows this hot like 22-year-old and then just dips. Doesn't say a word to her. But every th- But only- she signed the NDA, bro. I don't know how this story got out. The only time I see Leo is when he's talking about saving elephants or if he's on a yacht with a bunch of fucking like Italian and Norwegian supermodels who are 19 years old. Tweeting how we got to save the planet from his jet. Jerry Seinfeld was like 40-something and he was dating us. 18 year old not that long ago also jerry seinfeld he's is he not a drinker right or maybe he is no he's not he's one he's a sober person yeah but it's one of those things that's kind of sketchy like you got to have a vice yeah and it's yeah and those people are always weird might be underage women that the non-drinking people who don't drink yeah who talk about not drinking and still go to bars and stuff and encourage other people drinking those I think people are weird. The lesson sure. we learned is that you're allowed to fantasize about these things. You just can't act on them. Because I'll go to a, li- literally any sex shop or like lingerie store right now, and there's going to be a Catholic schoolgirl outfit. Yeah. Or, I mean, isn't like 98% of porn stepsister and barely 18? Yeah, yeah. And or MILF, which is a weird jump. It's either like you're barely legal or you shit out a couple of kids and you got fake titties. Yeah, I'm not big on porn, but like if I do, I go for MILF just because it's the only one my psyche lets me go through with. Because when they're like, MILF is the only one I can guarantee they're not like being sex trafficked or they're not like a runaway who got tricked into it. Sure. So I'm like, oh, you're 37. Like your life led you here. You weren't, you're not a victim of anything. Yeah. And I've, yeah. And I've actually like, um, I don't know, I've hooked up with a handful of, milf so it's like it's a real situation it's something that r- is yeah. real yeah um <laughs> i mean loud and clear i think my mom listens to this so it's not going to do <laughs> but but uh yeah i'm a fan 
I used to date this lady. She was in her 40s, and her nickname, her name was Lori, and her nickname was Statutory Lori. <laughs> and, and, Shout out, Lori. What everyone up? Everyone knew it. And what her, up, Lori? And her phone number actually spelled out 525, last four letters spelled out fuck. That so, is uh, sick. I don't think that was on purpose, but uh, <laughs> she, yeah, she she figured out the T nine and then went to AT and T to change her number. <laughs> yeah, so the milf thing is realistic. Yeah, this you don't want them where it's like just turned eighteen. I'm from Florida, still have braces. It's like yeah, that's it's getting weird. But uh, yeah, I guess eighteen is eighteen. Well, cool. Let's also not pretend like age of consent is a new thing, like or that it's not a new thing. You know what I mean, like. Up in like in the 30s, people were marrying like their 12 year old cousin. Like this is a very new thing that society's dealing with, and to just act like you know what I mean. Like literally, like I don't know. I'm not defending anybody, but I'm just saying like let's uh, let's put in a buffer period. You know, let's have some time to just adjust as a society, and not just like go crazy. Like because people that are like in their 20s, they're born into this world. You know what I mean? They had an iPad their whole life. They don't realize like the world we just came out of, like literally the progress we made from like up until like the 1700s, people have lived the same way always for like thousands of years. They were just like farmers. And then they're like, holy shit, we have cities now. Like people live in cities or like you would have like when your daughter got her period, that was your your cue as a father. Like, oh, I have to, you know, trade her for some cows now. Yeah, I need, what can I get as a dowry? Because it's time for me to be a grandpa. Yeah, exactly. Or just being like the just being in like junior high or being like eleven and twelve and having friends that were girls who had tits and stuff and just seeing all the adults just stare at them and you know yeah yeah creep on them. It's like they're they're hitting on you at a very young age. But uh, yeah, Delia fucked up for sure. Oh yeah, that, uh, that's a no go. But Delia's <laughs> opener, as far as I know, he just had a bad night of sex called her an uber and she's calling that sexual assault nope lock that him up careless lock him up careless and that's her story too it's not even like uh she could have told me a better story <laughs> at when, that you're like at that time you're like when she told it on please stage, lie so at least she's gonna she's gonna be like making her because she said it to me in a conversation and then i said i need to hear the story because I don't want to be friends. Because I believed her. I'm like, I don't want to be friends with this person. Or, you know, contact him. Then she's like, I'm going to tell it on stage. And, oh boy. Well, also, where it's every, like I've seen so many people going like, well, now y'all know the truth. Everybody's been saying it. It's like, well, you haven't been saying it. Like, you got, you, <laughs> you're accusing this guy of being a pedophile. Which also, I said this before the podcast. But not, let's not pretend that being into 16, 17-year-old girls is the same as being into toddlers. Like, you're, you're not a pedophile. Like, you're, you're a creep. You definitely like I don't know. You need to be fucking checked by society, well, but you're not a, a pedophile. For, there's like a different word, a cinephile or uh, cebophile or hebophile. Oh yeah, that's what she said because someone was like hemophilia. That's <laughs> hemophiliac. <laughs> yeah, so it's a yeah, it's a different term. Hebo? No, uh, hemo. I think it's hebo. Hemophile. Hemophile. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there are definitely uh, lines. It's like doing drugs. It's like you're gonna smoke a little weed, maybe do coke every once in a while, or you're gonna slam heroin. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. If we're gonna do this, let's start out in third gear. There's a big difference. Hebophilia is a strong, persistent sexual interest by adults in pubescent children who are in early adolescence, eleven to thirteen. All right, maybe that's not oh no. E-phibophilia. Right. is fifteen to nineteen. Okay. 
which that should that's a weird range too because half of that is legal <laughs> what also like the age of consent in i think like 30 states is 16 yeah there's some blurred lines uh we need to just blurred lines we just need some i know you want me some laws across the board so we can settle all this down just i think a general rule of that's thumb a good, yeah in the united states don't fuck with anyone under 18 and yeah. if you if you are a middle-aged man and you're fucking 18 year old you know you're going to get looks. You know people are going to think it's weird when you mm-hmm. go into a restaurant. They're going to think you're a weird pervert. Uh, and most people are okay with that. Yeah, do a Leo. Being a bartender for so long, I've seen a lot of fat-ass, real ugly dudes with a lot of money with ridiculously young women. And then you see their ex-wives, and their ex-wives are fat and age-appropriate. But they clearly didn't have money at that point. And yeah. now they do. Well, then, I I mean, I'll also caveat. Like, a lot of the like age of consent is... It's 15, but the guy can't be older than 24, something like that. So you can't be like an established pillar of the community and do this kind of thing. Yeah, so I think uh, fucking Joey Diaz is... Uh, <laughs> his was li- hilarious. His is worse, way worse than D'Elia, though. Yeah, but also... But like, he's like He's openly talked on shows about, like, I had someone kidnapped, tied up in my motel room, uh-huh. and then I went and did a set. And came back. Yeah, but all that's the thing in society now. You're not allowed to grow. So, like, you can get canceled for a tweet you did 10 years ago. Or it's like, am I not... A, like, for Joey Diaz is a perfect example of that. He's like, he's like, no, now I have, like, I'm a father. I go to bed early. Like, I... That was pretty rough, I put though. my life together. He's no, like, but... He's like, that bitch wrote me a letter and said, you've ruined my life. <laughs> and he's just hysterically laughing. That was what... That's where it was rough. Uh, that That was the roughest part for me, where it's like... Oh, you're just laughing, and that's when Rogan's clapping. It's like, uh, well, clearly this girl was fucked up before that. I would say no, Joey Diaz. I don't want your gigantic balls to crack my tooth. <laughs> I like how he just promoted his podcast after. He was like, you guys think that's bad? Check this one out. <laughs> <laughs> he just kept posting other fucked up stories. I got way worse. Um, Shit, should I get into this then? Why? I mean, we're on topic. What is this? All right. <laughs> All right, so this is a my gloves off section, and we're gonna go back and forth between hats off and gloves off. So hats off, hats off to you, sir. Um, a kid in Louisiana testified about um having a threesome with two teachers, right? So he's a football player in uh, New Orleans. Stud. Everyone knows from from movies, football players get all the chicks. Fuck yeah. So apparently this this teacher gave a liking to him. She was in her uh, mid-20s. She uh, picked him up from football practice one day because they'd been like flirty. And she's like, I'll give you a ride home. It's like, she's like, oh, I'm green papers. I'll be, I'll be leaving the same time football practice is ending. I'll give you a ride home. And she just ended up topping him off next to the football field, <laughs> next to like the, the roller hockey rink uh, outside the junior high. And this guy... Um, Starts fucking around like they start. I mean, they start fucking around pretty regularly. Uh, and she, so she made up a fake, uh, she couldn't use her normal like phone and stuff to communicate. So she made a fake Facebook page with the name Madison Mexicano. She's a white lady. <laughs> this will get him. And the profile picture was Speedy Gonzalez, <laughs> right? And she's, uh, the cover photo was just a like a big thing of text saying, I love Mexican boys, <laughs> which. After this all came out, he's like, I, you know, in hindsight, I didn't really appreciate that saying as I'm like, I'm just like Colombian and white. 
<laughs> she's like she's fetishizing this teenager. She's like, I love Mexicans. He's like, I'm I'm just half Colombian. Yeah, I'm it's, Colombian. A whole different country. It's, but he's like, I'm not gonna say anything during. Like she's just, I'm my fucking ink my fourth period English teacher is just dumbing me up. Now that I can't fuck her anymore, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it. Well, that's the thing, is so uh basically he got caught. Um oh wait, let first listed place they had sex. Her home, her Honda pilot, and then in quotes it's or in parentheses it said in multiple parking lots. <laughs> in the Honda pilot. Yeah. I would assume. Uh, in a shed at her friend's house. So now this bitch is getting wily. She's bringing up like, hey, this is one of my students. I'm going to go fuck him in your shed. Like, they're not even keeping this on like down low. Uh, and then also she brought him back to her house for a threesome with her friend who was another. She was a former teacher at that same school. So um, he started bragging to his teammates, which is rule one, dude. It's just bad manners. Don't kiss and tell. It'd be it's, hard not to in high school, though, man. No, I, I get where he's coming from, but you just, I mean, you're ruining people's lives. This lady did a service to you, and you'd have to, I would be, it would be very hard not to brag about that in high school. And, but, okay, so obviously none of his friends believed him. So, um, after he had a, another threesome with his current teacher and a former teacher of this school, he took a video of them sleeping. You needed proof. <laughs> you need proof. You just need proof. Uh, so he took a video of them. So now he um, he took down the teachers. They're obviously being reprimanded legally. But now he is also in trouble. This is gloves off to this dummy for not only ratting, but also incriminating himself. His genitals were in the video, so now he also created child pornography, technically. Oh, yeah. I've heard about that before, where like someone gets charged with child porn because they're children. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These are the teachers he had a threesome with. That looks like, Am I right? the, like the uglier version of the left one. They look like the same person. Yeah, it looks like... Have you ever seen that... Uh, the um, that image gallery of like porn stars before and after makeup. Sure, yeah, yeah. That's or like that like. that porn star from the Blink and Winnie Two video who's just oh, the super giant scary fake titties. Now the nurse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that looks like the same person. Uh, one's a mugshot. One's oh wow, bro. But if I'm 17 in New Orleans, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would definitely go. I mean, it would just it would be hard to keep my mouth shut. Not too. Shabby. I'll post these pictures on the Instagram. Follow at Hogopod. I like that how far he had to go. Like where he told his bros and they said, nah, you're <laughs> lying. And he's like, God damn it. He took video of it. Now I gotta film it. And then he's also um in trouble because in the video he was touching them while they were sleeping naked, which is also a crime. Oh. So even though he just got done pounding out these fucking these two twenty somethings, uh they weren't consenting. They weren't consenting because they were asleep. So he was not only filming them indoors, they're not public. So he's filming them indoors sleeping, and he's also touching them. And his dick was in the video. So this this little twerp that couldn't keep his mouth shut is bringing the whole goddamn ship down. Well, he had a good time. And we go back to hats off. Hats off to you, sir. For the defense lawyer of these two crazy sluts. <laughs> so... <laughs> So obviously he broke the law by touching her while she's sleeping. Um, he told the lawyers that he couldn't get an erection to try and like save face. He's like thinking like I don't know, just some stupid seventeen year old like on the fly excuse. He's like, oh, I, I didn't even get hard, so uh, 
He had an erection like four hours before meeting them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At 17? When I was 17, if you like, by the time you unzipped my zipper, you would just get like washed away. Like that that part of Universal Theme Park where the, all the water comes down <laughs> yeah. the ravine. Uh, I would lit- it really, literally take you off your feet, the amount of semen that came out of my pants. I would be hard just from reading Student Testifies, <laughs> which is the headline. Yeah, I've Googled that before. Um, but then when they got him on the stand, he denied not being able to get hard. Well, yeah, because that's... <laughs> now he's on the stand and he's like, well, I thought, like, I just said this in private. I don't know I was going to have to say it. Like, oh, no, no, dude, I got a hard ass dick. <laughs> it's never uh, happened before, I swear to God. And then, uh, so after they had hooked up, he, the lawyer also brought this another gloves off to the kid because after they'd hooked up a couple times, he threatened her in class for, um, uh, like not like giving him special treatment. So it's like, she said he like, if he put his hand up and give a wrong answer. And if she, if she didn't com- commend <laughs> his wrong answer, he'd threaten her. Well, I like, I like- he'd literally be like in classroom and be like, watch it. I like the teacher drawing the line, too, where it's like, yes, I will have sex with you in a shed, but I will not give you an easy marks on your uh, I take my duties as Declaration a, of Independence. I am a twisted, what is it, hemophile? Hephophile? Hephohemohobophile? A hobophile? She likes sex with homeless people. She draws the line. Like I, Hemophobophile? I had a government teacher like that, where he was like the young, cool <laughs> anarchist teacher. <laughs> Um, he at least waited for my friends to get out of high school yeah. to fuck them. But uh, I, Good guy. I would like go hang out with them and go to shows. I went to I went to Italy with this dude, <laughs> but uh, he still suspended me when I got caught cheating in his class. And it was like I didn't even cheat. I actually knew the answers. I wrote my answers down and gave them to my friend, and he cheated. But it was like, really, I'm gonna go to your fucking shitty band play yeah we're gonna go to italy together but you're gonna suspend me for cheating yeah we had this teacher mr Deguer. A um a few of uh, like the guys i hung out with we all made fun of him because he was just a, he was like that he was a fucking sellout he was like um probably in his mid-20s but he was like we were in the same kind, kind of music he'd like show up at hardcore shows and shit um he had an afi poster in his classroom but he'd like joke back and forth with us in private and he was like the baseball coach but then in class he would put you on blast where it's like whoa 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 i thought we were home. what the fuck yeah like, uh, we have comic friends that would do that, where one in particular, you'd, I'd hang out with him all day and it'd be cool. But then as soon as other people start showing up, he's calling you a faggot. You're like, what the fuck, man? Like, I thought we were buddies all day. Now I'm an asshole. Yeah, that's how it is with a lot of people. I had a, um, I didn't, I went to seventh and eighth grade with this dude. And then he went to a, then he went to a high school. We went to a different, different high school, but it turned out his, his dad was a football coach for the high school. And uh, they were really good. And then it came out that uh, when the team won, he would let the team fuck his wife, a.k.a. my friend's mom. And that came out and the coach got fired. That's kind of tight. So that was that wasn't the teacher doing it. But imagine being married to a dude who's like, yeah, now you go fuck the football team. (laughs) So she went to they both got locked up for that. That's some pedophile shit. Man, Um, a lot of sexual scandals going on. mm Let's see. Threat with outing her. Then I don't know what this note means, but the other teacher told a cop. He told a cop was payback for her class the previous year. I think that was. Sorry, I was. I read this article last week. Payback of some kind. So he got back at the other teacher because he was in her class when she was a teacher, 
and she was a dick. So he didn't. That was the reason for his uh, zero remorse. And then um, another all star case was in Oklahoma. This kid, this kid gets hit up on Snapchat by his teacher, which he's like, already, that's weird. So he added her. And then, like, after a few days, she private messaged. He, like, just posted, like, a picture of, like, them hanging out. And he was, like, of, like, his boys hanging out. And then she was like, hey, come over. So he, this kid, by his lonesome, shows up at his teacher's house. And there was another teacher there. So I thought that deserves our honorable mention in terms of other teacher threesomes. I want to know. I wish I, we could find out. We only hear when they get caught. So that's that's I the second part of this story is how many people just fucked their hot teacher, actually kept their mouth shut and no one knew and they w- walked away. Into the that's the second part of this story and why it gets honorable mention. It's not just that it's another threesome, which is the only other teacher threesome I could find. So that puts it on the list. But the reason I made note of it is because they apparently uh, this was a pattern of behavior for these two women. One of them would hit up the students on Snapchat and when they'd show up, both of them were there. Okay. So they they got a warrant and they searched their phones and logged into Snapchat and they found all the people that they're messaging. They've did, done it a lot. And this was the only kid that came forward. The rest of them refused to cooperate with law enforcement. Good. <laughs> but it's just what, what yeah. That's the, that's this case. Where yeah. Like, because I, you always think like every dude's like, oh man, I wish I had a teacher. I could have banged. I could have banged. But where do you go from there? You're in high school at 17, and you have a threesome with two teachers. Yeah, people already have a big enough problem with peaking in high school. Yeah, how? Where do you go from there sexually? <laughs> I mean, you're gonna kill the game. You're gonna have a confidence. You're gonna get girls the rest of your life. But you're gonna have to get into some like Richard Gear gerbil up the ass shit. Yeah, because. You're getting too much good stuff. Too well, they're saying soon. that's a problem now with kids because they're learning how to have sex from porn. So, mm-hmm. like, they're choking each other at like 16. It's like, whoa, like, I didn't start choking until I was like 24. Let's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Let's get, look, come on. Yeah, I, I'm at least from a time where I didn't learn. I learned sex on my own, not from a, you know, because I didn't have, see that much porn. And what I did see wasn't that wild. Yeah, or when it is wild, it's almost like jarring, so you stay away from it. Or they just don't want... A lot of kids just don't want to have sex because it's not like the way it is in porn. Because the one thing about porn, a lot of those shots, they're not the best positions. They're the best camera angles. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Yep. You know, it's cool to watch a... They're, they're fucking like how people sit at a table in sitcoms. Yeah. They're all just around one side, so the camera can fit in doing there. Doing it like that, or like <laughs> doing stuff where like the guy's holding the girl by the legs, and she, they're 69 flying 69 while standing up, and you're like, oh, no, this is just for, for visual. You know? Yeah, for sure. But I mean, thank God the cinematographers, I mean, because porn was probably shitty for a while before they figured these things out. You know what I mean? Where it's all just like Cinemax porn, where it's just you don't even see like the ball slapping or nothing. You know what I mean? Like just I think they just, figured it out though. While, I mean, like the cla- like seventies stuff. You know? Oh yeah, no, they there's great stuff like out. standing doggy or whatever. But like the amount of like the amount of times they just filmed like regular missionary, and there was like, wow, this doesn't really do it for me. Some like old black and white reel to reel pornography. <laughs> Dude, I have a bunch of that, and I I have a projector. You have to watch. older porn. I, I just found it when my grandpa died, but it, I have eight millimeter. I have reel to reel porn. <laughs> you gave me all your fucking VHS tapes, and I not the reel to reel. I planted those. I I would slip them in front of Josh's Josh Meyerowitz's door. Um, I think I hit some guy. My friend was uh, when I was helping him move. I left one of them in the oven. So. <laughs> 
when he's like, we did the final pass through and then he turned off the lights and I was just like, that porn stapes. So that whenever the guy comes into like, the apartment manager comes in to like repaint or whatever, like check out the new carpet. There's just a, some weird nineties tranny porn in the. That's a great move too, because um, maybe when you see it, you're like, Oh cool. A porn. Oh, it's a VHS. <laughs> I don't have a VCR. I got, I got someone in trouble. I still feel very bad for uh, he was my friend through a party. And you know, when you would bring beer to party, you had to like kind of keep it hidden because no one could buy their own beer. So people would just jack all your beer. Uh-huh. So I hid the beer in his oven. The party got broken up. So we had to leave. He had cleaned his whole house while his parents were out of town. They had no idea he threw a party. And then they went to fucking like bake a casserole or whatever. Oh, the beer explodes? No, they just opened it. And oh, saw okay. That there's a 30 pack in their oven. So, yeah, I've noticed that's like a, I was looking up for some reason, like reason of like house fires. And that's a big one is people just store things in their oven. Yeah. Like, especially in cities, like people will just like keep clothes in their oven. It's like, what the, what the well, fuck sometimes do you do? you'll do that. You open an oven and they're like 85 cast iron skillets. It's like, what are you doing every time? Or people will Get a pot uh, hanger will use their oven as an actual heater in an attempt to save money. Is that safe? No. I don't. I don't. I think it'll just it'll your oven will burn out and break, and you'll have need a new oven. I don't know if it's that <laughs> dangerous. Yeah, you should run it as a heater. Yeah, I mean your oven gets one. You like if you cook a Thanksgiving turkey, it, you might be putting that kind of mileage on it, and that's once a year. That's about it. But you can't use it like you, you a can't traditional like furnace in the winter in New York City. It'd yeah. be running twenty four hours a day. So yeah, but also in New York, a lot of those buildings, uh, it's like building central, uh, heating and air. So it's it's on or off. So that like the, if I mean you get an early winter, you're just going to be freezing for a couple of weeks because we don't turn the the AC on or whatever till like March. Yeah, I think it's people just trying to save a buck. Yeah, and also like go to IKEA, like go to fucking Amazon, get a goddamn one of those little slidey cubby things or something somewhere else to keep your fucking sweaters. Um, that's all I've got. All right, I got a cute one. It's a hats off. Hats off. Hats off to you, sir. So there's this uh, rose garden in Oakland, the Morecambe Rose Garden. They've been forced to close. The Morecambe? Morecambe. It's a really bad name. But uh, rose gardens are always cool. Gardens and parks are cool. Japanese gardens. But uh, they've been forced to close because a neighborhood turkey has started attacking people, prompting several complaints to animal services. The turkey's name is Gerald. So he's a local bird. He's a fixture in the neighborhood. And before COVID, he was always like seen walking peacefully with residents. He'd even line up at the school pickup. Like, I guess the adults would line up to get their kids from yeah. some elementary school. He'd actually line up with them. So he was like this cool, almost like mascot of the neighborhood. And then in recent weeks, he's taken to aggressively attacking people. They call Gerald relentless. And he's been compared to the Velociraptors in Jurassic Park. He's a male turkey. Is he not getting territorial? Like he's always. How old is he? How long has this been going on? It's just since COVID. No, I know, but like, how long has he been a fixture of this neighborhood? Didn't say, but he's been a fixture. The city's aware, and they're taking it very seriously. Yeah, you got bigger things going on, Oakland. The Department of Fish and Wildlife denied the city's equestrian. They wanted to relocate the turkey. The city said, "No, that is not a solution. We're going to keep the park. We're going to keep the garden closed." to prevent feeding of the turkey. And we're going to try to train the turkey to distance it from humans. 
This will only work if feeding stops completely. We hope we can open the Rose Garden soon. Yeah, good luck. Well, the feeding thing, I was just in a Zion, and I didn't even know they had wild turkeys, but I saw three wild turkeys roll out mm-hmm. when I was hiking, and they were, all, they were scary. They were tore up, haggard, because I've been like... Well, they're wild, yeah. Uh, yeah, I went to like a turkey farm, and you know they're nice turkeys. They let me pick them up and stuff. These ones were haggard, but that the feeding the wildlife thing, people really need to stop doing that. I always see like... Just fucking weird old guys who go to the park just to feed squirrels. It's like, what the hell? Dude, speaking of national park, you go to Yosemite and people are like trying to feed the elk. Yeah. It's it's like, stay in your fucking car. That's a dangerous animal. You will train them. I was in Costa Rica and there's this dude. uh, I was on a, I was staying on an island and this dude, Johnny, he had a hair lip. He was a local. He took me on his little boat and did this cool monkey call. He was like, hmm. And then the monkeys came and we fed them and it was no problem. And then I went on a hike into the rainforest and I'm like, oh, I'm going to feed these monkeys too. But then like 50 more monkeys came out and they Mm -hmm. surrounded us and we had to literally sprint out of the rainforest because I'm a dumbass. You don't feed wildlife. The other time I fed the monkeys at work (laughs) because I was in a boat and they were like the trees were on the edge of the water so I could leave. But, uh, I learned my lesson feeding those fucking spider monkeys in Costa Rica because they got scary. They started like showing their teeth at me and screeching. Yeah, and we covered that that gang war because um, where was it? Like Myanmar or something or Indonesia where there's like their diet is based upon just people feeding them. And then when COVID happened, nobody was feeding them because nobody was, you know, the tourists weren't traveling there. So the monkeys just moved into the city and had a gang war with another tribe of monkeys. People yeah, that, were getting hurt. That's happened too, like with my like, first full day in whoops. Kyoto. And development really of, like, about development what... of the Amazon made like a lot of animals almost extinct, like the sloth because they can't adapt. But like mm-hmm. these these river dolphins, no problem. They just swim up and steal the fishermen's fish right out of their nets. Certain animals, but yeah, there's been a bunch of weird animals. Here, check us out. This is best case scenario. You made me think of this. But bowing to a deer, the deer they learned if they bowed in this part of Japan that they'll get fed. So that they go up and just bow to people. So, but it's it's like a nice deer. It's not going to fucking give give you that fucking clip cloppy thing. But that's best case scenario. You're dealing with like some wild ass turkeys, where like literally the term pecking order comes from because there's like this weird male hierarchy, and they literally just are just fucking savage warriors. Oh, they'll start killing other people. But uh, same with like geese attack people. Geese are mean. You don't think these cute little monkeys are going to attack you, and you don't think they're... You're like, I could take a monkey, but then you realize, oh, I can't take a monkey and 48 of its brothers and sisters. Um, yeah, also, animals just have a different thing. Like, people don't aren't aware of their own strength. You know what I mean? Because we're not living in that type of environment. Somebody... You know what I mean? Like, a f- fucking wild animal is much stronger than you think, especially, like, monkeys, where... Their entire strength is like to hold up their own body. Like they can just hang from a tree for 14 hours straight. Yeah, by their tail. <laughs> and then you get 50 more of them. They're going to fuck you up. Our tails are so weak, they fell off because of science. <laughs> All right, that's it for Hats Off, Gloves Off, folks. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for, um, yeah, we do have a video element. This will probably be up. I know we've said this a couple times, but <laughs> we're going to do our best this time. We I think we're getting the setup going. So, um we're happy you could join us at Hogopod on Instagram, at Mitchell Phil Up, at Robot Spencer, at Beam Jeremy, and uh, fuck the interns. Um, we appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week.